Podcast dedicated to suspense and horror stories from the golden age of radio. I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. We love scary old-time radio stories. There's nothing quite like a disembodied voice telling a genuinely disturbing tale. But do these stories stand the test of time, or are we being deceived by nostalgia? Are they suspenseful or forgettable, bone-chilling or butt-numbing? That's what we're here to find out. Today, we continue our Listener Library series featuring suggestions from you, our mysterious listeners. Rob writes, Hey guys, really enjoy the podcast. As you know, the quality of OTR can vary widely, so it's great to be able to not just hear a show, but consider whether it works or not. Here are some shows that I think are really great. Rob goes on to list a number of excellent radio shows, and from that list, I chose a show we haven't featured yet, Nightfall. Nightfall was a supernatural horror anthology produced by the Canadian Broadcasting Company between July 1980 and June 1983. The series was created by Bill Howell, known for his work on CBC Playhouse and Johnny Chase, Secret Agent of Space. (laughs) Most of the episodes were produced in Toronto, but the anthology format made it possible for episodes to be recorded in other CBC facilities, including locations in Vancouver, Montreal, and Calgary. One episode, Mind Drift, was even produced at Clark Studios in New York City. Although inspired by the golden age of radio, Nightfall took a more modern approach to horror, pushing the boundaries of what was acceptable on Canadian radio at the time. One episode featured a man tearing out his own heart. Another has a man cutting off his hand and feeding it to a pack of dogs. Those intense situations and graphic sound effects led some CBC affiliates to drop the series entirely. The mysterious old radio listening society endeavors to be a somewhat PG podcast, so with that in mind, I selected a slightly less visceral episode from Rob's Nightfall list, The Porch Light. A few days ago, we received another listener request, this one from David. Please consider doing a podcast on the Nightfall episode, The Porch Light. It's not old-time radio, but I think you guys would enjoy it. Is this just an eerie coincidence? Or the first in a series of supernatural omens that will eventually lead to our violent and unexplained deaths? Probably not. Let's listen to the porch light and find out. Forget the petty distractions around you. Forget what you think you know. Forget everything but what you hear right now. It's late at night, and a chill has set in. You're alone and the only light you see is coming from an antique radio. Listen to the sounds coming from the speaker. Listen to the music, and listen to the voices. In the dream, you are falling, lost in the listening distance, as dark locks in. Nightfall. Good evening. Tonight, and almost as usual, we'll be taking you out to a nice little place in the country. Of course, we can't promise that you'll know where you really are, even after you've arrived. The play, a first for Nightfall by Randy Brown, is called The Porch Light. 
must have left the downstairs porch light on. What time is it? God. Three o'clock in the morning. Wait a minute. I turned that light off before I came upstairs. Maybe Carol... No. She was already here in bed. sleep until I turn that thing off. Try not to wake Carol. Where are my slippers? Dressing gown. It's cold. Feels as if the window's open. Nope. It's closed tight. Must be a draft from somewhere. six inches in the last few hours. What's that? Something moved under the porch light down there. Can't see for this frost. Looks like... Looks like it's... Yes, it is. It's a man. Standing under the porch light. He's... God, he's looking up here, waving. Like he wants me to come down. What the hell? What's he doing out there in this weather? Bob? Bob? I'm over here. What are you doing? There's a man under the porch light <laughs> waving to me. Come back to bed. No, no, no. Come and see this. It's cold. Well, put on your dressing gown. Why don't you turn on the light? Not yet. There's something <laughs> strange. Yeah. Why, why is he waving like that? He couldn't possibly see me. Why doesn't he knock? Oh, maybe, maybe he knocked before and you didn't hear him. Well, could be. Something woke me. Look. He is there. You thought I was dreaming? No. What's he wearing? Looks like a jacket or... It's not a jacket. It's pajamas. Pajamas? Yeah, you're right. It is. Where could he come from wearing pajamas? Well, his car must have broken down. Who'd drive around the country in pajamas during a blizzard? Something funny. Funny isn't the word... No, I mean, he's standing there and... See in the pile of snow you shoveled today beside the front door? See the snow shovel sticking out? Yeah. See the shadow of it? Well, he's standing right beside it, and he's not throwing a shadow. Carol, I mean... Well, it's hard to see with all that snow blowing down there. But... Well, it must be a trick of the light or something. Anyway, I guess I'd better let him in before he freezes... Look at him waving like that. How could he even know we're home, let alone at this window? Oh, he knows we're here, all right. The car's in the driveway, the porch light's on. Why'd you leave the porch light on? Well, I could swear I... Oh, never mind. I'd better get down there. You still can't see a shadow. Yes, well, you're right. It is weird. I don't understand. Anyway, better go. wonder who he is. 
don't know, but we'll find out. Wait. Bob, I'm coming with you. Uh, honey, he's knocking at the door. I've got to answer it. No, wait. Come in here for a sec. Look, Carol, the poor guy's freezing out there and Bob, I... Bob, something's wrong. Look, he probably just needs to use the phone. I want you to be careful. What's the matter? That man, I don't think he's... I think there's something strange. Here. Take this with you in case. A knife? <laughs> Are you really so scared you want me to greet this guy with a knife in my hand? Just in case. Listen. Look, he's knocking. I'll be careful. It's only one guy, and he must be half frozen. I don't think I need it. <laughs> but leave the knife on the counter. Bob, I mean it. I don't think you should let him in unless... Unless there's somebody else here. Somebody else? Like who, for instance? Santa Claus? Call the police. Honey, you're too used to Toronto. We're living in the country now. The OPP is 20 miles away. Look, trust me, will you? I trust you. It's, it's him, right? Yes. Well, don't worry. I'll be careful. You wait here. You can see the front door. If he tries anything, anything at all, phone the cops. Oh, I don't like this. Hang on, hang on. Be right with you, my friend. Right with you. Hello, what's... There's nobody here. Bob? Bob now, where there? the hell could he... Is there somebody out here? What are you doing? Yes, sir? All right. Somebody's playing tricks. Is that it? Where is the... The guy's gone. Where'd he go? Search me. Come back in here. I'll just take a look around the side. Hey, come off it. Games. Don't turn the light off. Ah! Oh. Hey. Oh. What's going on here? What? Oh. Well, thanks a lot. What'd you lock me out for? Are you idea of a joke or something? Bob, I didn't touch it. I didn't. It, it slammed and locked by itself. Sure. Okay, sure. Maybe the wind caught it, but you must have turned out the light. I didn't. I didn't. I swear. Come on. I don't believe I you, Carol. I swear to God I was standing right behind you, and, and the light went off, and the door slammed, and, and I saw the lock turn by itself. Well, sure. Okay. Whatever you say. <sighs> Except that that happens to be a deadbolt. You have to turn it yourself. I didn't touch it or the porch That's light either. impossible. Watch. See? It won't move by itself. And the light doesn't move by itself either. I am not lying. Okay. You're not lying. The thing is, where's that guy? I can't figure. Wait. Hold on a second. Where... Where is footprints? Right there. No, no, no. Those are mine. What's going on? There aren't any footprints leading away. None at all except mine. What is going on? Now, you stay here, honey. I'm going to take another look. No, don't go out there again. Now hold the door this time. And leave the light alone. Bob, get in here. Look. See? I'm standing right where he was. No footprints. And look at my shadow. It's huge. He couldn't have missed it. Even from upstairs. You're crazy going out there. 
hold him. Freeze him. I told you not to. I know, I know. I heard you. This is really strange. What do we do now? I, I... Carol. What? Did you... What? Did, did you really not? What? Did you really not turn off the light or... No. Hmm. Oh, I... Hey, you're shaking. Come here. <laughs> oh, Bob, I'm scared. Take it, take it easy. Take it easy. Don't worry. Don't worry, all right? That's the main thing. Come on now, brighten up. What are we going to do? Well, the first thing we're going to do is take a real good look around. Look around? Come oh, on no. now, open your eyes. Bob, I can't. I, I want to go back to bed. And leave me? No, I want you with me. Sure. We'll do that, but first we've got to. Come on now, stop shaking. I'm freezing. Me too. And we'll feel better once we start to move. Now, first I want to check the living room and then the dining room. Come on now. Are you coming? That man, who could he have been? What could he have been is more oh, like it. I don't even want to think about... Where are you going? Checking these windows. Nope. They're all locked. And so are the ones in the dining room. See, there's nothing to worry about. The whole house is locked up tight. Why are you checking the windows? You don't think... You... What? Do you think he might try breaking in? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, God, I think I'm going to be sick. Hey, Carol, relax. Just relax, Okay. Everything's locked up tight. Nobody could get in. There's nothing to worry about. No, Bob. Look, why don't we just go into the kitchen and get some coffee? My neck muscles. Tense. Call the police, please. Oh, for God's sake, Carolyn. Tell them what. A man knocked, then disappeared. A lock turned, a switch moved. I can barely believe it myself. I can't understand it. It's like a nightmare. Just, just call them. They probably asked me if he landed in a spaceship. Then I'll call them. What's the number? Above the phone. Something's wrong. There's no dial tone. Is it plugged in? Yes. Oh. Take it easy. Let me. Oh, let's see. It must be... <laughs> You're... Yeah, it, it is. It's dead. What are you doing? I'm checking the cord. What are you looking for? Oh, nothing. Disappears here. Must go down to the basement. I, I better go down and check. Bob, no. You you think somebody cut it? I'm not thinking anything. A actually, the storm, the lines are probably down. Don't go into the basement, please. Okay, okay. Bob, wouldn't... Wouldn't what? Well, wouldn't... If the telephone lines are down, then wouldn't the electricity be off, too? Good point. I wish I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I wish you hadn't either. Bob, I think... I think I hear... What? Something in the basement. <laughs> like what? Oh, I thought... I thought... I'll fix that. I'll lock the basement door. There. That'll do it. I'm sorry, it was probably just me. Maybe the furnace. I turned the thermostat up. I hope I don't start hearing things. Hey, let's turn the radio on, get some music. The 
Grover's Ray Whitaker and his big band for your enjoyment at 3.11 in the morning. Well, I guess it's time for our late-night weather report. Up to the minute weather from your local station, CKQE, serving the whole Huntsville region. And as all of you who are up right now at this time of the morning know, there's a bad storm out there. But that's what January is like. I guess we just have to love it, or we go to Florida. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Anyway, the main highways are blocked at the moment because of heavy drifting. But we've been assured they'll be open by the morning. I guess all you people out there in the secondary roads better huddle down for a long wait before the plows get to you. Now, don't get out in your car, that is, if you can get out in the first place, and I don't think that's very likely. Now, police are warning everyone, stay off the road, so you pay attention now. We're getting the worst of it, maybe as much as one meter. Let's see here, one meter. That's 39 inches of snow. Whew, that's expected to fall in the next 24 hours. Now, don't worry, the crews are out, and everything is under control. And for a more cheerful note, tonight's hockey score in the... The police couldn't get here even if we could phone them. Nope, and we couldn't... We couldn't get out, is that what you... Yes. I wouldn't go out there with that man. Oh, why didn't we buy a house closer to you town? You know why, Carol? This one was so cheap. We thought there was something wrong with it, like it was stolen or something. It was okay last summer. It's all we could afford, and we couldn't have gotten anything half as good for the price in Toronto. It was cheap even for up here. Yeah, well, now I understand about that story. What story? The story the real estate agent told me. I never heard it. I know, I forgot all about it at the time, but... But what? This tonight reminded me. Oh, God, what? Tell me. Well, it happened ten years ago. The guy said... Uh, couple had been killed, murdered by an intruder. Here? Here in this yes. house? Well, I never would have bought a house for... You know I never would have. That's why you... You didn't... never asked, Carol. Don't say that to me. You might as well have lied. Bob, that's... How could that's you... That's why we have a house at all. We couldn't have afforded it. Oh, any... no. Oh, where were they? Not... Killed? No, not in our room. She was found here in the kitchen, and he... This is the odd part. Stop, please. Don't tell me any more. We're selling this house, that's all I have to say, and... <gasps> What's that? Footsteps. Upstairs. From... From our room. Sounds like... Sounds like steps on a wooden floor, but... Our bedroom's carpeted. Where are you going? Shh. Don't... Come on. had enough of this. You don't know what he'll do. If... If anybody's in there, come out, okay? We don't want trouble. I'm coming in. No, Bob, please don't. Stay here, Carol. Okay, I'm coming in. I'm coming in now. I just want to talk. Carol, there's no one in here. Don't worry. Carol, 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 Car
I'll take care of it. Hang on to me, Carl. Hang on. Oh, turn on the lights, Bob. It's so dark. Go out, honey. The lights must be down somewhere. Oh, yeah. no. We've got candles, don't we? Do you remember where the candles are? In the, in the cupboard. Bob, somebody help us. Of course they will. Don't you worry. Now, which cupboard? I don't know. Uh, below the sink, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, 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 they are. Matches. Here. And there was light. Damn, draft in here like a wind. It's so cold. It's the I'm freezing. It's the draft. Now it's blown out the candle. There. Got it going now. That's better. Damn it. I can't keep the candle going. All right, Carol. I've got to get the flashlight. It's in the front hall closet. No, no, don't. Don't leave Darling, me Darling, listen, we've got to get out of here. I'm not going outside. That, that man's out there. Oh, I can't. You to, I you've can't. got to hear me. Now, no. I'm going to the front hall closet to get the flashlight, and I'll bring your coat. Oh, what if he's in there? I'll chance it. Be right back. Take the knife. Oh, oh, okay. Where is it? On the counter. Here, I need a light. Where? It's not there. Oh, no. What? The knife. It's stuck in the wall. Oh, how did it get there? God knows, but leave it there. No good against that. Whatever it is up there. Don't go back upstairs. I'm not. I'm not. He can stay up there for all I care. He can have the whole damn house if he wants. Do you hear me? You can keep the whole damn place. Stop. Stop him. Don't worry, Carol. We're going to be all right. I'll be right back. Damn him. I'll get him this time. Oh, no! Nobody. In the porch, right? It's on. How can it be on? And no footprints here. The door!
been snowed in now four days, you know, officer, and we've been driving our rigs down and plowing them out as fast as we could get to them. Like I was saying, this road's been blocked since the big storm. When did you see the body? Well, I was coming slow up the hill, and I saw like a stick coming out of the snow ahead. Thinking it was a tree branch, I stopped. I found him froze solid. Turns out it wasn't a branch, it was his arm sticking out. Do you know who it is? Not exactly, but I got an idea... Young couple bought the house about a mile back. Well, we'll drive down and take a look. Uh, you wait here and don't touch anything. There'll be another officer along to photograph him. Well, don't worry about me. I'm not going near him. Ah, well, look at his face. Well, this must be the place. Nobody's been in or out. Car's still in the driveway. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, how do you figure that guy got out in the road in his pajamas? Well, that's the $64 question. I say he was killed and dropped from a car. There was blood on him. Now, you don't get that from hypothermia. There weren't any wounds. I got a hunch we'll find our answer, if there is an answer, inside this house. What makes you so sure? How long you been on the force? A year. Over the last nine years, we've had a lot of calls from this house. It's been empty for the last year or so. But before this, anyone who rented it would call us to report waking up to find some guy in his pajamas waving to them from the front porch. Well, how'd they know he was there? Well, they could see him standing under the porch light. But when they went to the door, nobody there. And footsteps and lights going on and on. A uh, haunted house? You're kidding me. Well, everybody who lived here got out faster than they came in. Here, look. The front door's open and the window's broken. Yeah. Looks like it was smashed with the snow shovel there. And the porch light's on. I got a feeling what we're going to find. Let's go inside. Hello? Anybody home? Snow's drifted in. There's no heat. Take a look in here, in the kitchen. There doesn't seem to be anyone. My God. A woman. My God, look at her. Yeah. She looks the same as... As what? As ten years ago. The newspapers are going to have a field day with this one. But this isn't just a haunting, it's murder. It was murder ten years ago. We found the exact same thing. Woman here in the kitchen and the man out there even looked the same. Door open, window broken. Even the porch light was on. All the newspapers played it up. We figured an intruder. But then the forensic lab got evidence from the husband's body. He killed her. And these people? God knows. just heard The Porch Light by Randy Brown. That was The Porch Light from Nightfall here on the Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society podcast. Once again, I'm Eric. I'm Tim. I'm Joshua. All right. And that was a listener request that uh, Joshua uh, took care of. <laughs> just chose that one from the list from, who was it again? From Rob. 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 He had a whole list. and Actually, he sent us two emails. Porch Light was from his second email. Then we received an email from David saying do the porch light and so we were like we have to do the porch light uh right it seemed like the thing to do just starting from the very top i really dig the introduction to this show the opening 
I like the male scream in it. The cliche yes. <laughs> horror scream is is the woman shrieking, right? And there's something I've, a little different. About I've it. heard a number of Nightfall episodes, and the intro really sticks in your head. And so that scream in particular, it has this really clear inhalation before the scream. Oh, it's just weird to like. Uh, oh, time to scream. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's start with you, Joshua. You've listened to Nightfall before, mm-hmm. so this is pretty much my first. What is your feeling, not about Porchlight, but about Nightfall in general? I've struggled with it in the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I understand why people like it as much as they do. It can be really terrifying. It takes all the classic tropes of old-time radio and updates it. But for some reason, it often feels more dated to me being from the 80s than listening to old-time radio from the 30s or 40s. You know, because uh, Madness does the soundtrack and... (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Some of the soundtracks to other episodes are very uh, late 70s, early 80s, whereas there isn't a ton of that in the porch light. No, I actually enjoyed the soundtrack to this a lot. Mm. I thought it was pretty classic. And it used a lot of sound over musical score. Yep. I think there's a whole discussion in there about what was diegetic and non-diegetic when it comes to sound. Like, Big was words! It? No, like, <laughs> what... When the wailing comes out of the wind, especially at the very end when yep. uh, Bob yeah, has come yeah. in and he's found Carol stabbed and he's screaming. And, and his scream becomes the wind. wind. And it's hard to tell what is supposed to be just sound effects outside of the narrative that mm-hmm. is supposed to cue us to be frightened or how much is the sound of the ghost. And I think it, it works really well. I thought yeah. so, yeah. And I also like things that are digested. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the very top of this was a fantastic example of the things about Nightfall that are so inventive and so innovative and the things about Nightfall that frustrate me. So you mm-hmm. also have had some history with Nightfall, unlike yes. me. Some so, bad experiences with Nightfall. <laughs> so this top. isn't a drug that took <laughs> in the 80s. Oh, man. <laughs> some dark years nightfall. of Nightfall. <laughs> but I just love the entry point of this ghost story is, did I leave that light on? Mm-hmm. Um, that's such an interesting, innocuous, but a little eerie sort of first step that moves on to there's a guy waving at me. And it's such a different, unexpected way to enter a classic ghost story kind of tale. At the same time, as I'm listening to this and admiring how eerie and unsettling it is, I'm learning to hate the main character. Yeah, yeah. Like, let the guy in. <laughs> Six okay. inches of snow out there. That's right in my notes and right where I was heading to. And the, the, the idea of pretty relaxed and the slow reaction. Wouldn't it be, oh, holy crap. Hey, you okay, buddy? Like, it would be about that quick. And there's so much talk. He, If it was actually a guy in his pajamas that got away from the nursing home, he'd be dead by now. So you're saying remove the suspense at the top of the episode, and it would be more (laughs) (laughs) That's weird, because I thought it rode that line that I thought created the tension of, there is something not right about this, but Mm -hmm. if I leave this guy out, it is cold. He's going to die. So it put them in that terrible spot, where often in horror movies, where someone's going to go back into the woods, and everyone's like, why would you do that? Here they have a real reason to do something that everything in the back of their mind is saying, there's something wrong about opening the door to this guy. This is weird. It doesn't make any sense. 
I do see what you're saying is that it, it went on a little bit, but at the same time, yep. I think they're trying to put into dialogue everything that goes through your head really quickly when you get up in the middle of the night and something weird's happening. You go right. through all that math. It just happens really fast really in your fast. head. Yeah, th- I think there's a way to do that where we don't feel like it's dragging out. And also, to defend Tim and I, you can get that suspense that you're talking about just by opening the door, he's gone, and repeating that. Yeah, I think the tone of the performance is what I'm mainly reacting to of seeing this guy out there and at no point was, oh, that poor man. Oh, someone should help him. He does have an amazing amount of inner monologue, though. Wow. I think if they'd cut (laughs) his talking to himself out loud before his wife woke up, if it had just been sound effects and the window opening and her stirring and the conversation had been shortened to just between the two of them when he woke her up, I think it would have worked better. You could have sped it up. But with that much inner monologue, no wonder the guy can't sleep. <laughs> it's constantly, I mean, it's so much. But I am torn because I also really liked the slow little reveal of, did I leave that light on? No, I'm pretty sure I didn't. These little bits of information that are revealed to the viewer, listener, I'm not a viewer, <laughs> um, <laughs> to establish just how weird this is. Until the point where they get downstairs and Carol is starting to really mm-hmm. get a bad feeling about yeah. this. And the tension between them picks up there. And then Bob seems to have more urgency in his need to open the door and let Correct. this poor guy yeah. in. And she's taking on the role of that voice in the back of your head going, no, don't right. do it. It was at that point that it really picked up for me. Once Carol started to freak out, uh, by the way, I thought the dialogue written for her and the actor's performance uh, was phenomenal. I really liked what she was doing. It it seemed like once Bob got on board, either the actor or the dialogue, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like whoever is at fault, it really started to become great. I started to really enjoy the episode. It was too distant at the beginning. But once, Carol, you're right, once she starts freaking out, the pace picked up a little bit and it became a little more reactionary instead of thinky. I will say, though, that the concept of a man... In a snowstorm, in a dim light, on your porch, waving at you is terrifying. Yeah. And so uh, I really enjoyed the concept. Like, yeah, that's scary. Go. (laughs) Yeah, there's something that's so eerie about the wrongness of this person in this wrong environment. Like, there shouldn't be someone there waving. Something so kind of friendly and congenial. I don't know if we've talked about this before. When terror and horrible things happen in snowstorms... It's the isolation. Yeah, man. It's 10 times more terrifying. Also, I love the magic of snow, and it brings me such joy and happiness. It really disturbs me when something terrible is happening in a blizzard. (laughs) Like, blizzards, for me, you're looking out the window, are pure joy. And then there's scary things happening. Oh, you're ruining Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was, I would say, a pretty bad Christmas for these folks. (laughs) It was January, technically, so it was a new year. Hey! They're last. (laughs) A great thing that came out of this was I found a new favorite band. I am now Reed Whitaker in the big band. (laughs) I'm a huge fan. I've never heard that song before. I actually Googled just to see. It's made up. It's made up, yes. But I I thought that was a nice homage to old-time radio. That was very intentional to have them turn on and and have the, you know, that was so-and-so and his orchestra. Right. Reed Whitaker. I'm sorry. Sorry, Reed. (laughs) Well, here's what is interesting. This took place in the 80s, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, So it's a contemporary piece. They're listening at 3 in the morning to a radio station. This is what I wrote. The radio station that's playing big band music. 
Ah, oh, I wish. <laughs> I, all I could think was, oh man, I They're wish. They're so there, lucky. <laughs> I wish there was a radio station that played big band music. I wish there were a killer ghost in pajamas outside my porch. <laughs> <laughs> also, here's the most uncomforting, worst bedside manner radio announcer ever. You folks are in for a long wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. So buckle in. <laughs> Good luck. My last thing is uh, about the radio. I just made me crazy because he says before they turn it off. And now tonight's hockey score. Come on. <laughs> Come on. First of all, there's only one. And two, it's not a hockey score. <laughs> It was obviously written by someone who'd never seen a sporting event in their life. Canadians should really know more about hockey, right. in all fairness. The it, hockey team... It might be a colloquialism like how you say craft dinner instead of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> they just say hockey score. Hockey score. <laughs> Go sports game. <laughs> Needless to say, that went right over my head. I was just like, hockey, Canada, I get it. <laughs> it was, made me crazy. Did you have an issue with... Him revealing that, yeah, when we were buying the house, <laughs> yes, I was okay with that. I was told there was a couple built in it, and I totally forgot to tell you about that. I know, like one, you should have told her. Two, don't tell her now. <laughs> <laughs> you have chosen the wrong moment. Yeah, right. Well, and three, what? How did? How did you not? <laughs> Turn around and say, "Guess what happened in here?" And I mean, how did they you forget. They explained that he they knew she wouldn't want to buy it, and it was the only thing they could afford. So I think it was a little clumsy writing. I think the idea was he was lying in that moment when he said, "I, I forgot to tell you." He intentionally did not because they couldn't afford anything out here, and he knew she would balk at buying this house if she heard that story okay and so he I didn't, didn't get tell her he's saying he forgot now and then when she gets angry it kind of all comes out it's like well you, you would have said no and blah, blah, blah. so i still think that whole topic could have opened up in a smoother <laughs> way. yes from yes. both a, a a writer point of view and a, a husband point of view oh, there would have been a well, great moment as a writer to say honey i kept something from you and you know but as tim said Now's not the right time. Yeah. And as my armchair quarterback instinct. Look at you talking sports. Mm. If it involves sitting in a chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really don't think they needed the background, the explanation. Nope. nope. This was so enjoyable just as a creepy thing that happened. Yep. I don't need to know it had happened before and there's a history. And which, in fact, led to the epilogue, which seemed to go on for a while just to confirm that everything you think happened, happened. Yeah, I the epilogue is what really bothered me about this. I was on board for the entire thing, but they felt the need to really explain it, but explain it as if they were adding more questions, but they really yeah. weren't. And those two cops sounded like the McKenzie brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no fair use in the crease. <laughs> um, very little Foley at some points, and then a lot of Foley in other points. Oh, one of the great, uh, both Foley as well as just a piece of writing, is when they hear the footsteps upstairs. Yeah, that's creepy enough, and you yep. go, that's really creepy. And then when they go, our bedroom's carpeted. That is just a great moment, because the footsteps are so good, and they sound yep. so much like wood. That's the first thing I was thinking of before they even said the carpet. I was like, oh, wow, that's a really distinctive sound. That's why. <laughs> I, I meant to say, you know, the Foley was inconsistent. There were great moments, and then there were moments where there was none where there should have been. Like, where should have there been? I don't know. I didn't write it down. I just oh, wrote, well I just then wrote your, that sentence Well, then your critique down. is not valid. Nope. It is not. 
Harold's uh, maybe top five radio screams ever. Mm. That was a great, yeah. great scream. <laughs> <laughs> also, her death rattle breathing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Really that, creepy and, and, and that, fantastic. Yeah, paints an image there. You yep. know she's dead. There's no saving her. Nope. And he's screaming, mm-hmm. sobbing. And, and again, yeah, as you said really at the beginning, nice. that leading into the, the wind and the ghost and the, the chaos, mm-hmm. you know, the windup of that, uh, I thought was really fantastic. And with the police who show up, are we to believe that the other people who saw this guy under the porch light and managed to get out alive, was it just the blizzard that killed this couple? That's what I was left yeah, to assume. I, 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 it, it was question. just the same weather happened this night that happened 10 yeah. years ago, and that's what locked them in this cycle, whereas others were able to see him and just right. get the hell out of Dodge. Also, what killed Carol? Was she, she was stabbed. stabbed. I okay, think yeah. she was stabbed. stabbed With that knife that was in the wall. Okay. Yep, because that's so the are we first woman 10 poss- years ago was found stabbed right. in the kitchen. Right. And- are we led to believe, though, that, again, that open-ended thing that is a possibility that she killed herself or out of panic, or is it pretty much the epilogue telling us, nope, this is a ghost that killed her. I feel like in a different epilogue world, it would appear, if you'd never heard this house was haunted, as the husband smashed his way into the house, stabbed the yeah. wife, fled, and died out in the snow. As I wrote down, there's nothing scarier than our own panic, mm-hmm. us making decisions based on uh, a rising panic. And, and I thought maybe this was a possible ending to But this. then the police were like, nah, it's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how I interpreted it was that the first murder was exactly that. The husband killed the wife. It was nothing supernatural, and that's somehow his ghost that came back and recreated the exact same scenario, only with supernatural means. Yeah, and following that logic, which, again, I I sort of like it better not having the story, but since the story of it recreates... The door shuts, the door locks, the light goes out, the knife is in the wall. These things that would have happened Mm -hmm. over the course of that crime. Yes. That didn't necessarily happen naturally this time. Yeah, but you're right. A little vagueness at the end would have been a lot better. Or even just if the cops, it was just a really short scene to have them just confirm the body in the snowbank. Yeah. And that would have been enough right there. Andy, look what I found. (laughs) Let's vote. Uh, I have one more great oh, thing I wanted. Here it is. I just want to say how much I like the title, The Porch Light. Yeah, that, yeah, that it's a good title. Just how much that evokes warmth and comfort. Also, how what the porch light has come to mean now. We leave the porch light on because we want light so we can dissuade burglars from trying to break in our front porch door. Porch light means safety. It goes back to your first comments about it. That's just a great start from the title forward. Absolutely. Voting? Or do you got more? No. <laughs> I just love OPP also. I'm really down the Ontario Provincial Police. Just... So you're down with OPP. <laughs> you wrote that down. <laughs> and couldn't wait to say I it. Couldn't. That's the first thing I thought of when I heard it. <laughs> oh. So, Tim, this is tough. I'm a little tempted to say it's a classic because this sort of 1980s was a little bit of a wasteland for audio, and Nightfall was this bright, shiny beacon. I don't know if I would say porch light. And this is a great example of Nightfall. So in the broad spectrum of old time of radio audio horror, I wouldn't say it's classic, but for the eighties, that's I don't even want to qualify like eh, for the eighties. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit of a, a load bearing show in the history of radio. So kind of a classic, I'll say. Is that a new category? Load bearing. <laughs> Got yeah. Okay. Classic stands the test of time and load bearing. <laughs> I'll essentially agree with Tim. I think this is the best Nightfall I've heard. I think it's a classic of Nightfall. 
not of all radio as a whole, but definitely stands the test of time. I was really happy to hear it. I enjoyed it. There are holes in it and things mm-hmm. that I would like to correct. <laughs> I, I will say the first time I listened to it was late at night with the lights out. Yep. And all the cracks did not appear to me late at night. Sure. This, this is one to listen to they really all, late and with all the lights they out. All and are. He, he glosses over every right. bit of logic. I found it uh, spooky and spine chilling. And, uh, and uh, is that the word, spine chilling? Uh, I'm not going to say classics, but I will say, sure, listen to it. We're coming with all new categories. (laughs) That's a load-bearing sure listen to it. I think this is a Neapolitan ice cream level of accomplishment. (laughs) Tim. Yes. What should they do now? Please go to ghoulishdelights.com, ghoulishdelights.com. You'll find other episodes of this podcast. You'll find information about live shows that we do because we go out in the world. Uh, In fact, this September and October, you can see us at the James J. Hill Center in St. Paul performing live radio scripts. Yes, and go to iTunes and write a review for this podcast. Tell us uh, what you like, what you don't, which one of us you like the best. Eric loves that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite? <laughs> uh, yeah, go to iTunes, write a review. That would be awesome. Joshua, our next one is our 50th episode. Yes, it is. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll be listening to The Thing on the Forble Board. Yay! Finally, we've had, what, Three million requests for it. Yes. It is. We've been saving it for this anniversary episode. Fifty episodes. It seems like only a year ago we started <laughs> the podcast. Seems like at least a hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. Let's go. Uh, how do you figure that guy got out in the road in his pajamas? Well, that's the sixty-four dollar question. Tonight's hockey score. They was in the crease.